G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Howdy there, Frothers and Frothosauruses, if you're from the uh, prehistoric era. Not sure why I said that, but hey, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of value before... We whip into this ripping episode with Michelle Sutherland. Uh, and the reason being is that this is called Finding the Frothers. And uh, these are some of, I, I like to give some tactics about how I find frothers. And so here's an example of if I'm reaching out to someone new. So maybe I've connected with them on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, something like that. And I don't want to just be like, here's my stuff, buy it. Um, I actually just want to add value because maybe they don't need my stuff. Um, I think that's a big problem with the world these days. Uh, that people are trying to sell you stuff you don't need and a lot of time we get sucked in and we buy it anyway. So here's how I would, let's say, um, Jess. I've just connected with Jess on LinkedIn and so I've got a minute. And so my first message, rather than text, because text is boring, I'm going to send her a voice message like this. G'day Jess, Benny Wallington here. Lovely to be connected. Bit of gratitude here for the morning. Uh, I just want to introduce what I'm doing with 100 Mind Tokens, which is my movement business. I'm uh, basically trying to redefine the way the world drinks alcohol. And I do that with an accountability app and then an online education platform and also do private coaching. Uh, I've also got a podcast called Finding the Frothers because I believe that intentional conversations can be super powerful for us to solve the world's big problems and actually access flow states. <clears throat> and why I mention flow states is because I'm also a peak performance coach with the Flow Genome Project out of the States. And I see, Jess, that you are into animal conservation. Uh, I've worked in uh, animal conservation and other conservation things in the past. And uh, yeah, super pumped to be connected. And anything that I can do for you, give me a shout. Anything piques your interest about what I've said, give me a shout. And I hope you have a ripping day. Now, you'll notice that that wasn't very perfect. Like I could have probably been a little bit better with how I spoke about animal conservation. But the thing is, we're in a fast-paced environment. If you really need to nail it and the person is super high on the list of, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, um, Jane Goodall. So you really want to get that. So maybe record that a couple of times. But bugger it. You know, I, you know that, was, that was me being authentic. That's me, you know, putting my information out there, what I've got to offer. How can I assist you? Does anything pique your interest? Um, and you know, she'll probably, if she wants to dive back in, she'll see the work that I've done with animal conservation with my old company, Critical Mass. Anyway, on to Michelle Sutherland, absolute brothosaurus. Um, <laughs> sorry, Michelle, if you don't like being a brothosaurus, oh, we're, we're good buddies. I could, I can call her that. Um, uh, she is brilliant. She is just a, a ball of energy. Uh, I, it's a bummer. One of the main reasons, um, I really love living in Sydney is having friends like her that I could call on and have frothy conversations with. Uh, and she, I'll get the name wrong. I'll probably pronounce it wrong in the podcast, but she, she's really made success and a name for herself with the company, the health company Arborn. 
And um, so, yeah, we discuss that. We really discuss just broad ranges of things, that just about what gets her up in the morning, how she's transitioned into more of a life of philanthropy, and just all the radness that comes with um, being humble. You know, there's a lot of people who are successful out there and they let it go to their head. Michelle is the example of someone who is is truly humble and I just love the way she's giving back and I'm hoping that um, this will inspire you guys as well because uh, there's a stack of froth in here. So without further ado, here is Michelle Sumlin. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Finding the Frothers. I am absolutely frothing today as I introduce to you Michelle Sutherland. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll here. Michelle is um, actually one of my favourite friends of 2018 in amongst a big group of massive legends that I've met. Um, and one of the reasons is you're just full of froth all the time. Every time we hang out, um, it's just I get so much energy from hanging out with you. Uh, you're also a super impressive person. You've built yourself up as an entrepreneur um, through the Arbone system as well, um, just about to hit the top level. Yeah. Uh, you created Bondi Dating Club, which is fucking awesome, <laughs> trying to get people off the off the standard dating apps. And just recently, you were in Nepal um, mm. looking into entrepreneurship over there and how you can help with their ecosystem and yeah. women in particular. Yeah, yeah. So you're just frothing all over the place. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that kind intro. Yeah, I am frothing. Don't you love that word? I think Benny needs to get some credit for just bringing that uh, word to life. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I, um, yeah, where do I even begin? Like, I'm frothing about so much. Like, um, obviously Arbonne, which is a big part of my life. Um, I've been, for those of you that don't know, Arbonne's um, in the network marketing industry, which actually gets a lot of bad rap and a bad shit um, said about it. But I have totally embraced that industry and that company and, um, Arbonne is incredible and at this moment I started nine and a half years ago um, I started it part time alongside my full time corporate job um, left my corporate job five years ago this month actually um, and I'm on the brink of promoting to the top level of the company along with my team because it's always a team effort um, and yeah and Bondi Dating Club completely random but um, in amongst um, splitting up with my ex-boyfriend and um, with all my mates telling me get online getting on the online apps, I was like, oh my god, how bad is this? Can anyone relate to that? Like, it's seriously so bad. Um, and just swiping left and right and people, like, I just feel as if relationships cannot be based on judgment. And that's actually what these online dating apps are doing. Um, and I believe in the power of um, connection and human connection. Um, and I just wanted to change that up. Like, just like completely turn it on its head so it's fairly new it's only been going since February and we are just unpacking a beast because people really don't know how to date anymore and really don't know how to build relationships so um and it's a real problem for so many people so we're excited to see where that leads and it's something that's I've never done before obviously but something that I'm passionate about um, and obviously Nepal as well is is what I've realized is that I'm just passionate about human beings mm -hmm. and I'm passionate about empowering people to be the best and whether that's Arbonne, whether that's Bondi Dating Club, whether, whether that's going to Nepal and um, you know fundraising money for entrepreneurship there like all it is is just really believing in people um, and I think when you focus everything on people and treating people like human beings that's when you can create greatness um, and so yeah that's 
that's sort of in a nutshell what's going on at the moment but um yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about a lot of stuff. I'm frothing. Frothing on lots of different <laughs> things. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I know you, uh, when we first met, we talked about daily routines and you'd yeah. shifted yours up and you said it was um, a massive influence on your output and performance. Take us through what you do to get yourself frothing. Okay, so to get me frothing, um, just going to take you a little back step because I think a lot of people are in this space. I was saying for years I'm not a morning person and even my mum used to say to me, don't speak to Michelle before 12 because she's a pain in the neck or pain in the ass, that's what that means. Um, and I was like, yeah, I just kept saying to myself I'm not a morning person and I don't know if it was something I just picked up from childhood because my mum was always getting us up super early at like 4am because she had to go to work and I was like, oh, I just hate getting out of my bed because I've broken sleep. Um, so for so many years I was one of these people that just like wake up lay into like eight, half eight sometimes even in a corporate job I'd rock up to the office at like half nine, ten o'clock but then I started to read all of these um, books one book in particular called The Miracle Morning um, by L. Halrod I think his name is um, and I read that and a lot of people in my team I noticed that they were getting up early and they were seeing good results and then when I started to study like the most successful entrepreneurs and business owners in the world like all of them got up between 5 and 6am some of them if you're Mark Wahlberg you're up at 4am I've been seeing recently on Instagram but um, all of these super successful people they actually got up early and I was like right I'm going to have to crack this so um, yeah I just made a decision so I know it sounds really obvious but it's just making the decision that I was going to be a morning person. So now I got up at 5.45 and I go to the gym. I do an hour's workout. Um, I've started um, incorporating meditation and affirmations um, and also just that downtime and that stillness before the world wakes up. And so when you just get yourself into that zone, it's almost like no matter what hits you in that day, like it just bounces off. Mm-hmm. It's like, no matter what disaster happens in business, family, life, you know, partners, friends, anything could come at me and it just literally bounces off. And it just comes from like um, really solidifying yourself and who you are, the energy that you have, just breathing is just another thing that I've been talking about the last few days with my team. Like when you just are feeling that overwhelmed by just focusing on your breath and then getting oxygen. I know there's so, all this science behind it, but I don't know all that. But um yeah, just getting that breath in and out your body and moving around, it just creates this amazing energy. And so sledding yourself in um, nature and who you are um, and like where you're going and what you're doing so that every single day you're just getting up with that massive clarity. And one of the things I learned in Nepal just a few weeks ago was, um, this is a bit of a cool story, so we met a Buddhist monk. His name was um, Shelpa Rinpoche. Um, and it was a monastery in Kathmandu and we were just talking to him for like maybe half an hour um, about really cool stuff and really what he was talking about was living fully and um, the awareness of nowness so being in the present moment and if more people could be that way then the less stressed they would be anyway so after he spoke to us about half, for about half an hour he said oh do you want to just stay for this meditation and I was like oh okay cool so we just stayed and then all of a sudden all the monks came in and then they just started their chant. So it was like, um, and it was just this absolute silence with these these monks chanting. And then all of a sudden, these instruments came in. Like it, it could have been a full blown band, but I don't know because my eyes were closed and I was so deep into that meditation. And the words that um, Shelper Rinpoche just said is just keep saying the awareness of nowness, the awareness of nowness. 
And I just kept saying this over and over now, and I had this deep meditation, like the best experience I've ever had with meditation. And, I, and it was actually quite lively. It wasn't like silent. It was quite lively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came out and I wrote about 10 pages of ideas, thoughts, um, words, like theories, like everything. And the energy that was inside me was like, the most incredible energy I've ever felt when it came from meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I think, it, again, when we say meditation, you get a sort of idea in your head of what it can be. But that experience really made me see that meditation can be so different and how much energy and passion um, and ideas come from silence mm-hmm. and then just listening to the right stuff. So, yeah, that's a bit of a long-winded answer. But, yeah, it's completely... That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's completely um, sorting out your mornings. Mm-hmm. It's honestly the high, high, high on my list of changing your life. For sure. I think you touched on some good points there, like yeah. winning your mornings before yeah. so no one else can get in your way yeah. um, is really important. Uh, you mentioned monks, so maybe they're <laughs> part of your Anchor Frother crew now. You're in a circle. Yeah. Uh, who would you want to throw a shout-out to who's in your inner circle of frothers? Uh, I've got so many inner frothers. One is Benny right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um I would say there's um, a number of people that I work with in Arbonne. Like what I love about Arbonne and network marketing is it just attracts positive, driven, can-do people. So like all of the people, I mean, I work with maybe like 15, 20 people on a daily basis. Um, I won't mention all their names, but they absolutely are just insane. And we just are always looking for solutions and always bouncing ideas off of. Um, And I think just like... Um, to me at the moment a lot of social entrepreneurs so mm-hmm. I know we talk a lot about entrepreneurship but I'm really finding that I'm being drawn more and more around social entrepreneurship because I believe um, those types of people are building building businesses for good but for profit so mm-hmm. um, oh who can I shout out there's loads of people um, I like I'm going to shout out Michelle Duval because she started something called Fingerprint for Success which is all about um, understanding what motivates people mm-hmm. um, and I just love what she's doing and what she's creating there um, Mel Thomas is coming to mind from K, uh, KY Up um, and she's literally helping her, she's helping around um, self defence and protecting young um, teenagers um, from domestic violence mm-hmm. and doing some really cool stuff there um, oh, like there's so many like honestly what I love <laughs> I know I could go on and on That's forever, right. but there's loads. But there's loads. That's awesome. Well, um, yeah, maybe we'll just get a list and we'll be able to, yeah, because I'd love to connect with all these people as well. Yeah, because yeah. social entrepreneurship is huge on my list, and I think um, social entrepreneurs need to get together and help each other yeah. rise, uh, lift each other up, which is yeah. really important. What about music? What are you really frothing on? I know you said before you like all music, and I was like, you have to pick one. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> what's some music that you're really frothing on? I know Benny um, showed me that question and I was like, I'm not a one one type music kind of gal. Like when people say to me, what's your favourite colour? I'm like, multicoloured. I'm not one colour. You can't put me in a box. You're a rainbow. I'm a rainbow, yeah. Um, but actually, there's one song um, that gets me fired up and I'm going to be really Scottish here and say The Proclaimers, 500 miles. <laughs> um, yes. But mainly because it just beats to my heart. And like when I hear the bagpipes, there's something about being Scottish that it just, just being in Scotland and being from Scotland, it just breeds so much passion. Mm-hmm. Like through nature, through people, like everyone keeps you grounded, but equally lifts you up. And um, that song, you know, I was actually just thinking about it in the bathroom there, like, 
it's a great song because it's just like high energy and upbeat but it actually represents a lot like walking 500 miles i mean that's literally um yeah it just it represents so much but that's a song that gets me up and going um but i'm a big believer and i, I actually am a real big fan of guys and guitars Mm -hmm. um, and actually sometimes not like high energy songs I like Bonnie Iver yep. um, Skinny Love um, I like that version but yeah I'm a big sucker for guys and guitars so if you want to pick one of those great if not 500 miles cool Bondi <laughs> Dining Club more guys <laughs> and guitars <laughs> sign them up <laughs> um, let's talk about some uh, people just you've got it such a powerful inner circle and it's it's admirable um, people who are just on the outside so we call them boundary frothers is there someone that you'd really like to reach out to yeah so there's someone that I'm following um, at the moment Kerwin Ray he's mm -hmm. based out here in Sydney and um, I just think he's obviously been going ar around for a long time and he's been doing his stuff for a long time but it's really amazing to see he's just sort of blossomed or just lots of people are talking about him and um, I just love his work. Like I love that he's full of like love. Like mm -hmm. he's got massive love and he's got this real, I think, vulnerable um, side to him. But he's also like a no bullshitter. Like he's very like business focused and wants to get results and good outcomes but actually do it in the right way. I think Gary Vee's also like that as well but he's... I mean, Kerwin's just awesome because he's here in Sydney. Um, and yeah, I'm loving his stuff. Yeah, Dan, uh, my flatmate, who will also be, who's one of my anchor frothers as well, he just went to the Kerwin yeah. Ray event. Um, so did Dave Tabane, who's been on the wow. podcast. So wow. You must, you must be, yeah. I'm on to <laughs> something then. Yeah. Um, and my, a lot of my friends have just been and some people on my team and they're just raving about what he does. Like one example is like they challenged everyone he came up with um basically it was like an ebook and 22 hours and i think 85 percent of the room even 90 percent of the room did it <laughs> and it just shows you like he's like i'm very like yeah i'm all about love and vulnerability and meditation and all of that but i'm also very about what kerwin talks about is getting results and building your business and doing the do and taking action because a lot of the sessions i do with my team are like okay i understand that shit's going on in your mind but let's just get to work like actually when so when you get into activity everything else it just cures everything. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was doing it last night. Even last night, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed. I was like, "Hold on, I'm just gonna get into a little bit of activity here. Be grateful for the stuff I've got, and it literally cures stuff." So what he seems to be doing in those workshops is, like, teaching people the philosophy and the reasons why, and mm -hmm. then saying, "Okay, let's do it." So they actually leave there with something, and they're not just sitting there in a conference for like four days. Amazing action, high levels of froth, Kerwin Ray. Uh, I think the the ebook exercise. Nice little dovetail into my next question. So <laughs> I think what he's trying to do there is he's trying to get people to really dial into what are their best skills. And if you don't know what an ebook is, it's usually just a free download that you can get. A lot of people use them as an intro into like the, the great stuff that they do online or offline. Mm. Um, so yeah, what would be, I guess, what would be your ebook? But the question is really more about what would be one workshop that you would run to show us your ultimate gift? Oh my God, this is so hard. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Um, there's so much that I could talk about. You're probably getting that idea from me now. Um, but when I think about it, I want to actually read you something because I've just come back from Melbourne and when I was in silence, um, I was on the plane and sometimes words just come to you when you're in a really good place of flow and froth. Mm -hmm. um, froth state leads to flow state. Froth state leads to Benny corrected me there. Um <laughs> 
yeah, I, I was on the plane and all these things, all these words just started to come to me. And I think it's because obviously I've done the work. I mean, I think that's the big thing is you need to do the work in yourself. And, um, and in the last eight weeks, I've had a lot of massive shifts in my mindset and in my life. And what I've realized, and I, th- I said it before at the beginning, like um, h- human beings, like I just believe deeply in people. So I want to share with something you I wrote on the plane, but maybe this is this is the start of a workshop. I don't know if I'm putting it out there. So here goes. So this is what I wrote. It's a bit rough, so um, bear with me. I believe people are worth more than a swipe left or right. I believe relationships start from a better place than judgment. I believe people deserve more, want more and need more. I believe in empowering human beings. I believe people are worth fighting for. I believe people are worth the challenges, the setbacks, the no's. I just deeply care, that's all. I truly believe people are precious and I'm going to use my power to protect that preciousness. The preciousness preciousness of people, that's what life is all about. So maybe that's Amazing. (laughs) The preciousness of people might actually be the it might actually be the workshop yeah. how to identify the preciousness of people or yeah so much gold in there yeah, yeah amazing thanks for sharing thanks for sharing you're welcome yeah, <laughs> I feel quite emotional i feel really emotional saying that i don't know just again people people fascinate me but they all they all like you know when you get together with other people like when you froth it's people right mm, it's other right. people's energy and thoughts and beliefs that get you going yeah can bring you down but can get you going as well and i just if you could tap into the strengths. My grandpa always said to me, you know, people have strengths and weaknesses. We just love them for who they are. And I think if we could all accept that and just go with people a mm. bit more, it, it would be a much better place. And the most profound people are those that their legacies live on and that we can yeah. continue to, to steal their froth on once they're gone. Mm. Is there anyone in your life who um, you continue to, to have them elevate you? Yes, yeah, so I just mentioned my grandpa there um, and my grand. So my grand and grandpa were massive frothers in my life. They've now passed away. Um, and the reason they're like massive um, influences on me is because they really gave me this awesome balance of they completely showered me with unconditional love without judgment, which I'm a big believer in. Um, they were there for me. They just nourished me so much. And they were sort of old school, so I sort of had an upbringing. I spent a lot of time with my granny and grandpa because my mum was a single mum. And um, it was that old school way of life. Um, and so they taught me, I mean, I'm just try- I'm going to ring off a few sayings that both of them used to say. One was that one I just said, like my grandpa said, love everyone for their strengths and their weaknesses. My gran used to say, you don't ask, you don't get. Um, she used to always say, take each day as it comes. She used to say, early to bed, early to rise, makes you healthy, wealthy and wise. <laughs> I've just got that, Gran, thanks very much. Um, and, and then with my grandpa, there's something really interesting. I only realised this um, last year. So I don't know if there's a connection in this, but I often we describe my grandpa as a saint. He was really into his Catholic faith and all he had massive faith and people had massive faith in God. And he was just such a kind, humble, quiet amazing man he actually taught me the how to be in the now like we used to sit in the local park for hours and hours and just watch the world go by as we used to say and we'd sit in silence for like three or four hours um, and be so comfortable in that silence and just appreciate nature um, and so he always had this really profound impact on me even though he didn't say much and I just realized that there's a connection between him Louise Hay 
and Dr. Wayne Dyer, that they all died in the same day, the 30th of August. And so Louise Hay died, I think it was four years ago. Dr. Wayne Dyer was two years ago and two years prior to that, my grandpa died on the exact same day. And I think, man, I don't know what's going on out there, but like when I think of him and I think of Louise Hay and Dr. Wayne Dyer, they just did massive unconditional love um, for people and shared that constantly. Um, and they believed in like the power of law of attraction and healing your life, healing your body, like you can, the power of your mind. Um, and there's a bit of a long story about my grandpa about persistence, but he literally was given a week to live and he lived for the next four years. Um, and it really showed me the power of someone's mind. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if there's a connection, but granny and grandpa were a massive influence in me, but grandpa in particular, I'm like, is he some spiritual... Um, I don't know what you call it, spiritual unicorn. I'm not sure with those other guys, but it was it was just when you were saying there, it sort of came to mind that I just realised um, that they all died on the same day, 30th of August. Thanks for thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an amazing um, story, and maybe there's something about where we go next. And they needed a bit more love on that day, mm. uh, on that day that you, on every year they need more love. So maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they sound like absolute heroes in your life, uh, but. Could you take me to uh, a 15-minute conversation with an ultimate hero? It can be anyone in the world. And, yeah, take me to that first 15 minutes and where you are. Okay, anyone in the world, where would I go? This is really tricky because my normal answer before Nepal would be like Tony Robbins, which is so, like, typical. But actually, now that I've been in Nepal, I would go back and spend time... Um, with Shilpa Rinpoche um, just because everything he said in that moment just a few weeks ago like really really resonated with me and it was and what I love about that sort of culture and Buddhism is and is, is that they don't um, they don't project like Buddhism on anyone they just say this is a way and a philosophy of life if you like it go for it if you don't you know find something else and I really I really like um, how, um, yeah, how just how they talk, they just speak like it's almost like every sentence they say has gold. Mm-hmm. Like they talk and wisdom in every single sentence. It's not like you know, every couple of sentences you'll get a little nugget. It's like every single sentence they say you have a bit of wisdom. And I just feel as if that's the place I'm at now where, um, you know, I think there's I saw a chart recently where you you talk about how you go from. Um, you know conscious awareness and you enlightenment and empowerment enlightenment um, and you sort of go on this spiritual journey and and I just feel as if that's where I'm at at the moment and that would be a really cool place to explore more and um, because they just seem especially the Buddhist monks that have been around for a long time they just they just seem to have this deep deep wisdom of um, love of connection of people of and that's it. Like business can come, like, mm. you know, all the other stuff can come, but just having that deep connection with yourself and, and how you live life and ultimately build a business. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd go back and hang out with Shilpa Rinpoche. I think I know what your next answer is going to be. <laughs> and what in, what in the world are you most frothing on at the moment? Well, <laughs> Benny's like, oh, this couldn't have gone any better. And I didn't plan these answers, by the way. I'm a bit of a freestyler. But, um, yeah, so after after a few conversations in Nepal, um, 
Because what's really cool is when I go there, I just switch off from technology for a week. So I switched off for a week. And within the first day, the first thing I wrote down, one sentence was create a school of social entrepreneurship. And the reason that came to me is because I've been thinking about this and obviously meeting really good social entrepreneurs that I spoke about before. And it strikes me like as a community, um, there needs to be some sort of platform to bring them together or a community and bring them together so that we can learn from each other and all make money and all do good. Because I think that's the key. A lot, not a lot of them, but a lot, um, some of the social social enterprises don't make money. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want them to see see them making money and doing good at the same time. So that came to me. But also bigger than that, I thought, why not create a school where our kids and the children of our future are actually going to be taught social entrepreneurship. Um, so every single business that's created in the future will be for good and for be for profit. Um, and so that's the sort of thing that came to me. And then as I started chatting to a few um, key people there, in particular Dr. Shering, who's one of my mates in Nepal, um, he just, we both started frothing out and then he just said, listen, he said, I actually want to create something in Nepal, which is effectively... Um, a billion dollar social impact fund to give back to social enterprises and social entrepreneurs in Nepal and I was like I'm in I don't have a clue how I'm going to do this but I know that I can help I know that I have connections and I'll just learn like I'll find the way but it just sort of ignited something in me Um, and so yeah I'm going back to Nepal in literally two weeks three weeks um, to help a company an organisation called Idea Studio where we're going to get the best entrepreneurial ideas in Nepal. Um, I'm going to be on a little TV show um, judging all those ideas and helping those entrepreneurs build um, their businesses for good. And yeah, so that's something I'm super excited about, which i um, never done before, but hey, I'm just going to go with it. Awesome, and I have full faith that you'll absolutely <laughs> nail it. Uh, you might come up against a few things like um, needing to network and find more frothers that can actually help yeah. you on that journey, do you have any strategies or tactics that you use when you need to connect with someone? Yeah, so I'm a big believer in just going direct um, because it will surprise you um, the response you'll get and it will surprise you that most people will reply back or they'll have an assistant or someone that will get back to you. And I'm going to share a little story, which is really cool. So I would say about nine, nine years ago, I was living in London um, and my mum was working for this company called Marks and Spencers. And I personally love Marks and Spencers. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but it's amazing. It's the best British shop on the planet and the best food. Um, and anyway, I used to work at Marks and Spencers when I was at university. And my mum was ch- making a big career change. And so I encouraged her to go and work at Marks and Spencers. So she went and worked there and she ended up becoming a massive like fan like me, like most people do when they start working there. And she just got obsessed, like she would all, like every Christmas, like I would always be, oh, have you seen this in M&S, have you done this? And she just became this like ambassador. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And um, I just thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool? Because I was living in London at the time and my mum was coming down for a visit. Wouldn't it be cool if she could meet the CEO? And his name is Stuart something or other. And I've completely forgot the name. But Spencer. Open. Is that? No, no, no it's not Spencer. <laughs> it's... Um, Oh, I'll give you the name, but he's really cool. And at the time, he was the CEO. And because my mum was going on about this podcast, weirdly enough, that he was doing on the BBC. And she was like, have you, have you heard this podcast? And I was like, no, no. Anyway, and I was like, she is obsessed with that guy. Like, she just always talks about him. 
Um, anyway, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to Google his email address. So I Googled his email address, funnily enough, Stuart at marksandspencers.com. Um, and I sent an email. I actually wrote a letter. And I can send you this letter because, I mean, it would be good to dig it out now. But I basically said, listen, my mum, I told her story, how she got to work in Marks and Spencers and how she's like a raving fan. And I got a response within like two days. Um, and I actually asked for a coffee. Like I said, we're going to be in Marble Arch, Marks and Spencers on this day. Are you around just for a little coffee? And he actually came back and he said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. But thank you so much. I really enjoyed writing the letter. I'm on holiday with my family. But let me organise a special gift for your mum. And he actually sent her, I think they were celebrating like their 50 or 60 year anniversary of Marks and Spencers. And it was like this special book that they created and he he'd signed it. And posted it out to my mum that day. And I never told her. And she got this book. And she was like, Stuart Rose, that's his name. She's like, I've just got this book from Stuart Rose, the CEO of Martin. And I was like, yeah. And so I think there's there's so much power in just going direct. And just seeing what happens. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like I've messaged Gary B about something. But he didn't get back to me. But you know, some things will pull off and some don't. So one is best advice, go direct. And then second of all, if they're maybe a bit closer to you. I would definitely look at just surrounding yourself with the best people that are in the same arena as that type of person and sooner or later you're going to meet them, right? It's just fact because they're surrounding themselves with the best, you're surrounding themselves with the best, you know, the world is a small place, you're going to get that connection eventually um, and if they've got any like offerings or anything like that, like sign up to them and be a part of them. Another cool story is um, Janine Gardner from the Little Black Dress Group. I basically stalked, stalked that group for years. Um, from London before I moved to Australia and I just reached out to her and no 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 I never reached out to her I just stalked them a lot followed all their stuff liked all their posts when I finally moved to Sydney my housemate who was American her friend who was Scottish was speaking as a guest speaker at Janine Gardner's um, Little Black Dress Group events and, I, and he said to me oh yeah I'm speaking at this thing and I went can you get me a ticket and he's like yeah sure got me a ticket and I walked right up to Janine and I said I want to be a part of this group because it's by application only. So I was just like, I want to be a part of it. And these are the reasons why. And she was like, yeah, sure, you're in. And I was like, yes. And so, and that one connection and that one group has actually led me to so many other big connections in my life. And so for a lot of the time I was away from it, but I was following and watching. And then when I got here, I just always knew. I think it's that belief that you just always know you're going to be with those people and you know you're developing yourself to get to the point of hanging about with those people and now Janine's one of my best friends you know and so yeah I think it's just Stuart Rose isn't by the way but he might after this podcast um so yeah that's my that. advice I love that there's so many good tips in there it's like going for it um the amount of times someone is just their name at their business.com will blow your mind um yeah. And there are tactics. Actually, you you were a part of the very first Finding the Frothers workshop yeah, that I ran. Yeah. Um, and I've got some tactics for, for you guys out there so you can double check to see it's the right email. How can people connect with you and your awesomeness? Um, you can connect with me. What am I on? I'm on Facebook, Instagram. So Instagram is mish underscore mish 85. Obviously, Spell. I created that when I was like 20. Um, and Michelle Sutherland, you'll find me on Facebook. I've got a business page, all that sort of stuff. And... Yeah, email address, because I'm talking about email addresses, michelle at bambooglobal.com.au. Awesome. Thanks so much. Now, to round out the podcast, I'm actually absolutely frothing to do this part because 
we always connect frothers with frothers at mm. Finding the Frothers podcast. And one of my frother friends, Laura Reed, yeah. she's actually a social entrepreneur strategist. Wow. Pretty reputable one in Australia as well. Okay. And the kicker is that she goes to Nepal on the reg to help out with um, females in need as well. So I feel like if I get you frothers in the same room, <laughs> it could really help you on, on your journey yeah. and, and with your goals. Amazing! <laughs> I can't wait to meet you, Laura. <laughs> Frother on this ben. one. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, so thanks again for coming on. Awesome. I always love hanging out with you and, <laughs> and looking forward to us collaborating in the future. Yay. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, everyone. See ya. <laughs> Quick one, guys, to keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That'd be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train, or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swimming me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.